Hey guys, I hope you guys are having an amazing, beautiful, positive day. I am sending you so much love. So, I was taking the subway today. And I was observing this mother and her son on the subway sitting across from me. And I just had a deep understanding and a deep knowing of how the child grows up uh, and becomes, you know, an adult and still has these inner child wounds that haven't been healed. And, and I had an understanding of how they were programmed within the child. So as I'm observing this mother and her son, a very a young son, I think probably around two, two and a half, maybe three, the mother was very dismissive. Uh, she seemed very out of her body. Uh, when I say that, I mean just she wasn't present with the child. Uh, she was very, you know, in her own world. And I was really understanding the effects of how this is on a child. You see, this is where the programming begins. And that was a very deep knowing that I had of... This is where it starts. This is where it begins. Now, I want to do a podcast for you guys on attachment styles and how they really impact us in our adult life. When you understand your attachment style, you're actually programmed to an attachment style based on how you were parented or cared for as a child. And just this observation today, I had a very clear understanding of the mother dynamic with the child and and not even just the mother but an adult you know somebody in an adult living an adult experience but the neglect that they have faced as a child now this isn't me judging the mother I'm not judging anyone I'm I just try to understand human behavior and have it connect to, to spiritual and, you know, to bring healing to others. Now, if you had a neglectful parent, and I don't, I don't mean that they were neglectful, that they left you alone in a room for hours and, you know, or just worked. It, that could very well be, you know, part of the neglect that you faced in your programming. But I mean, even having a parent there present with you, but not present in the moment with you that emotional neglect, you know, uh, a child crying and reaching out for a parent to hold them if that is not, you know, being comforted within the child, they are then replacing those, you know, reaching for a parent, they're learning to kind of suppress emotion or not look for, um, you know, validation or for love or for comfort or for safety in a parent. Uh, They learn to do this themselves or to suppress these feelings. And what I was having a clear understanding of was that this adult had faced the same similar things where their energy is not grounded in their physical. Their energy is not grounded in their body. So they're literally not living in their emotional body, right? 
And how do we care for a child when we're not present in our own physical form, in our own emotional body, right? How can you nurture and care for the child that is needing uh, 100% attention, um, you know, and, and really a presence in their experience, right? I was looking at this child, I was observing him, we were on the subway. Just how scary things are for children, right? The, the biggest thing for children is they need to feel safe. And we got to a subway stop and the mother stood up and the the son, he ran over beside her because she stood, she stood by the door. The door opened and I could tell how frantic and scared he was. He stepped outside the door and the mother grabbed him and pulled him back in because I guess that wasn't their stop. But he was kind of so vigilant and so nervous and anxious about what was going on and not feeling the security and the safety of his parent, I could tell he was an, there was an anxiety behind, you know, the biggest fear, I mean, in that moment is that, you know, the door will close and you're, you're being separated from your parent. And I'm sure, you know, just in that child alone, like, you can tell that's a scary situation, right? But you see, children are so vulnerable. They're so vulnerable. They need to feel safe. They need to feel validated. Their feelings and emotions need to be validated. When they're hungry, they need to be fed. They need to be loved and nurtured and cared for. And from the earliest ages, we're being programmed. Right? And this was just a clear understanding that I had from taking the subway today. And, you know, it's really quite amazing how god the universe higher power allah whatever you call him or her shows me these scenarios uh that play out in my physical of things that i'm already connecting the dots in my mind about and to observe it in the physical and see the impacts of how these things occur it's really quite amazing and this this makes it easy for me to help people heal themselves and see themselves. And I'm going to do a podcast for you guys on dismissive avoidant attachment style. I'm going to do a podcast for you on fearful avoidant attachment style and anxious attachment style. Uh, I really want people to understand that these, uh, understanding these, uh, our attachment style is one of the most beneficial things to your healing because in this human experience we seek connection you have to understand we were conceived out of connection everything is about connection in this experience like we were we wouldn't be here if there wasn't connection in the first place so we are conceived through connection and we come into this physical here and we, you know, our, the umbilical cord is cut and we are seeking connection. If there's no safe space for that in the first years of your life, you're being programmed to kind of, you know, live in this world uh, in kind of an unhealthy attachment and, you know, not to be validated or, or nurtured or cared for when you needed it can have very severe long-lasting damaging effects on you and this was what I observed in this mother today being literally 
emotionally, um, you know, uh, what is the word? Emotionally not present. I can't think of a word. Sorry, it's late right now. These are just my late night thoughts. But And then how can this person then care for this child that is in need of emotional presence, right? And so we have to, to really see and understand how things are very damaged at this time. There's a lot of damaged uh, people out there and they're bringing children into the world and then they are then suffering the damages of the effects of the parents being neglectful. Now there's so many different roles that can play out in your experience that will have the effects on you. You know, divorce, uh, like I said, my mother being sick, that's just something as well. Like if you can really think of anything, you being dropped off at a daycare while your parents go to work, you know, um, growing up with one parent, you know, um, witnessing a death in the family at an early age, um, inconsistent, inconsistent care from a caretaker, you know, maybe your parent shows you love one day and then they're neglectful in their emotions, you know, the next day. That inconsistency in your safety, because it is a safety as of a child, right? You learn to cope with things in a different manner, right? Like I've talked about my programming as an anxious attachment style, you know, really not knowing what was going to happen with my mom really programmed me to live in a state of anxiety. We have to really go deep within ourselves and recognize our own programming. You know, the dismissive avoidant will be, you know, the child that I saw on the subway, he will either be a anxious, no, a fearful avoidant or a dismissive attachment style because at those early ages of three to about four, five, six, you're programming. And if there is an emotional neglect there from the parent or the inconsistency in emotional uh, nurturing and care, then that child will then learn to suppress that child will then learn to uh, be fearful avoidant which is you know somebody who clings to love and then pushes it away clings to love and then pushes it away because of the fear of it not being consistent based on the programming of it not being consistent as a child and we grow up with these and we come into our adult life and then we have a very unhealthy understanding of what love and connections are. And we continue those patterns. We continue those patterns of the programming that we've faced through childhood, early years in childhood. And it is the most powerful information, and I'm sure I've said this a million times in my podcast, many things that I've you know, had revelations of have been so groundbreaking for me in my healing, groundbreaking for me in the understanding of the human and soul experience here, right? And all of it comes down to you and healing yourself. You know, we want to blame everybody else and we want to we want to say, oh, this person did this and this person did that. and But we never really change our lives until we do the introspective work and start to ask ourselves the questions as to why we keep repeating the patterns why do these people keep returning why do we keep allowing people to treat us this way why do my why do i sabotage my connections why do my relationships fail it is that you're not seeing your uh, your attachment style 
you can come into a secure attachment style. I've worked very, very hard on calming myself and finding the inner peace and really healing the anxious attachment that I had, recognizing it, and then reprogramming, reprogramming my behavior, reprogramming my mind so that I can recognize and be self-aware when I'm in the energy of anxiety. I can see it as a separate part of me, something that is not who I am anymore, but something that has run my life for almost 30 years of my life until I finally took control of it myself and I've reprogrammed and I'm in a secure attachment style now. Mind you, this still takes work. This is not something that just poof, it's gone. I'm in constant self-reflection. I'm in constant, uh, uh, you know, just, just introspective state of work where I can see my behavior play out in my my connections. And, um, you know, it, it does take a lot of work to do that and to, you know, take accountability for my own behavior instead of just blaming the other people. And my, my hope for humanity is that we can heal, that we heal ourselves and we can heal the people around us, that, that, you know, people can ground themselves in their body and in their emotional body be able to feel and allow love into their life and experience love at the highest form, at the highest frequency. Because this mother, I was looking at her today and I'm sending her, I was sending her love because I could just tell that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's just a look in people's eyes when they're not present. And what happens when you're not present and you have children is anything can happen. You know, I remember watching an episode on Oprah of a mother who left their baby in the car and went to work and totally forgot the baby was there because they were not present in their experience. They were not present with their children. They were not thinking, right? You're so far thinking in the future. Or you're so far thinking in the past. You're not present. And every child that comes into this world deserves a present parent. It de they deserve presence. They deserve love. They deserve the proper nurturing and care for them to grow up as healthy individuals. That is not the reality for many of the children that are brought into this world, but that is what we deserve. That is what we deserve coming in here. Another thing I want to mention is I watched that show um, Teen Mom OG or whatever. Um, you know, I just, I love watching, uh, I love watching documentaries. I'm not so big on the reality TV, but this show really fascinates me. And uh, I really learn a lot from watching people. So I was watching and I, I made a comment on my YouTube. There was a little clip I watched of one of the children on the show he was speaking to his parent to the mother and the way he was articulating himself it really resonated with my energy because he's a very wise child he's very very wise well beyond his years and he just knew what was going on in the dynamic of the family and and, and I commented on it I commented on it because you know the mother is a whole mess 
and it's okay because she doesn't love herself. She wasn't taught to love herself. So she has three babies, three different baby daddies. Um, you know, I can understand and know where those, you know, wounds are within her that make her, you know, repeat the patterns and bring in different guys and, you know, have different babies. And I just can understand it, um, you know, and we can we don't have to judge these people for any of that behavior at all because we just understand it, that there's uh, neglect from a childhood, you know, not having stability. And, you know, we, we grow up as adults and we just think that love is in, you know, this guy or this girl and then we have the babies and whatever. And this is besides the point. But I'm I'm just trying to paint the picture so you understand that we can't really judge people because... We grow up with these programmings and then we're acting out as adults. And some adults are still children, to be honest with you. Their their emotional intelligence level is at, you know, stopped very, very young. And so we can't judge these people. But this child was well beyond his years. And I really resonated with his energy. And I commented on the, the little clip. I said, uh, this boy is very wise, very, very wise. He's well beyond his years. And he will be the one in the family that is going to heal all of them. And, you know, that comment is like at a thousand likes. And there's, I don't know how many comments underneath it. There's a lot, though. And most of the comments are very supportive of that. Uh, some people didn't understand what I meant when I said that I had to explain it to them. And then you have the people that mention um, that's not his, that's not a child's job to heal their family. That's not that child's job. And, you know, I can completely uh, understand how people don't know what I'm talking about. They don't understand what I'm talking about. When I say certain souls come into this experience that are, you know, capable of, of, carrying the weight of the family dynamic just because they are here to heal the family. They are here to heal the people around them in the family. They are uh, very uh, wise souls. They have been here many, many lifetimes before. They're here to break the generational curses. They're here to break the trauma that has been passed down through the bloodline, right? All of this trauma gets passed down, like today, the mother on the subway with her son being neglectful and not present. Uh, you know, that child then takes on their own behavioral, uh, you know, dysfunctional ways of being in this experience. And that trauma, then that boy gets, you know, raised into his adult life if he doesn't have somebody solid in his life that is guiding him through this experience. He will then grow up and, you know, bring a child into the world one day and God knows how that's going to turn out. And we pray that it turns out in a beautiful way and we pray that this child grows up and finds his way. We pray that these souls that come into this world grow up and find their way, find themselves to my podcast find themselves on the journey to self-mastery. We pray that they see the light at the end of the tunnel, that they find their way back to themselves. We pray, but not everyone does. And so you got to understand that there are special souls that come into this human experience that are here to clear 
the family bloodline. They are the sacrificial lamb. They are you listening to my podcast. You must have grown up in a family where you did not feel like you fit in, where you were the black sheep, where you were the highly sensitive and emotional being, where you were too much, you were too emotional, you were too sensitive. You were bullied. You were made to feel like you weren't enough. You took all of that pain and suffering and you really felt it to the highest degree, deep within your soul. You felt all of it so much, so intensely. Well, you are the superpower. You are the superpower. You were brought into this experience to feel all of those things, to heal yourself, to clear out all of that karma that's been passed down through your bloodline. And it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. There is the healing process that must happen. And once you heal yourself, like I said, everything is an inward journey. You heal within and your whole reality shifts. And what makes it hard for us to heal is when we continuously keep the people around us that are going to keep us stuck. Now, I don't mean to literally push all those people away. What I mean is to consciously be aware that those people are here to, holding you back from ascending. What I mean is to consciously be aware that those people can exist in your physical reality at this very now moment, but that they are here distracting you from the work that you must do to heal yourself. They might not know or understand what you're doing. You might not be able to have conversations with them about what is going on inside you internally, but there are people out there that will understand what you are going through. And the most powerful, strongest connection that you can have is the one with God. Higher power, Allah, whatever you call him or her. Build and strengthen that connection once you heal yourself, the highly sensitive one, the highly sensitive being, you, you are the most powerful tool in your family, person in your family. You might have been told that you are not. But once you heal yourself and you unconditionally love those people in your family and you can see them as the hurt people, hurting people, you can see them as the lady on the subway today with the child that was... Maybe not the best mother. I'm not saying she was a bad mom. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying specifically in any scenario, right? In any family dynamic, you know, maybe they were neglectful or they weren't there for you, your parents. But you can forgive them. You can forgive them because that trauma was passed down to them. And they became that little boy on the subway looking for his mom and his mom not being present with that, him in, the, in that moment. All right? I really love you guys so much. I do. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. I hope that something powerful came out of this podcast. I'm going to do more on the attachment styles. I think it's very important. And if you would like to do your own research on that, I encourage you. You will go down a whole journey of healing. Also, if you would like to book a personal session with me, you can email me at feelswithmish at gmail.com and we can discuss uh, 
booking a session. I would love to work with all of you. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. I'm sending you so much love.